Hello, hello, and welcome to Puff Puff Pass Sober Thoughts, where Christian and I talk about all the movies that we discussed while completely and utterly sober. Christian. Yes. How's your February one? Uh, my February's been fine. Yeah. Could be better. I have a Black History Month. You're so fucking annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, today it is so fucking windy, so if you can't hear it, we're sorry. Yeah, our apartment sucks. Might but we're getting, getting a new, new one. one! We're so excited. It's going to be awesome. We'll have our own little podcast room. Please send us money on Patreon. <laughs> we don't have that yet, but please send Please. Please send us money anyway. We, uh, we have a GoFundMe. <laughs> no, we don't. Oh, we should. I'll put out my phone number and y'all can just Apple pay me. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, so we discussed a little bit of rom-com, some steamy movies here and there. Are there any movies you wished were on our, went on our list this month? Man, I wish we did the proposal and yeah. uh, uh god what's the other one the proposal and uh, I can't remember the other one like, it, oh um the movie with um what do you want do you, were you like telling this oh, story oh fucking the notebook the notebook you wanna yeah. do the fucking notebook it'd be funny oh my god you would've hated it it would've been I'm funny I'm bored out of my mind typing that up I'd've been like Back in Dreamland. Back <laughs> in I have never seen the Notebook all the way through. I just know like the popular scenes. I'm showing it to her this weekend, by the way. Basic. I basically knows what happens, but I'm just like, this is not. Funny. It's not for you. I just don't see the appeal at all. Anyway. Are you gonna ask any anything, Ivan? I'm getting there. Okay, Todd. I was yawning. No, you weren't. I was really like. Okay, fine. Were there any movies that you wanted that no, weren't included? No, that would be really top picks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Sahara picked every single movie for this month, by the way. I just want to point that out. Well, I was going for, like... Well, I was going to let you pick, but for I really like our, to. Okay, you didn't know anything, all right? I knew Magic Mike and The Proposal and... Uh, Magic Mike. You knew Magic Mike? Yeah. You knew Magical Michael? Uh-huh. We... No, because it took me forever to figure out what the last film was going to be. Cause I was like, cause I want either I either wanted to do a period piece, or How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days, which I've also haven't seen. A period piece or a terrible movie. Take your break. Shut the fuck up. Has Matthew McConaughey in it too? Ooh. Or Magic Mike? And we both decided on Magic Mike. But that period piece was gonna be Hysteria, and it was about the how the first vibrator oh, yeah. was made. I remember you telling me that. Yeah. So that was that was on the the drawing board. But yeah, are you happy with our picks? Yeah, they're all right. Yeah. Yeah. Do, you, do you have a favorite yet? Of the movies we saw? Out of all of them. Magic Mike. Really? Magic Mike. I feel like you did like Magic Mike. Magic Mike or Saved. Yeah. Honestly. I thought you liked Saved. It was a good movie. It was alright. Alright, so the first film. Really, everything did, but Fifty Shades Darker. Literally. Everything but. I was telling my coworkers about that today, yeah. about how we recorded that episode, uh-huh. and they were like, not Fifty Shades Darker. <laughs> they're like, that's the worst one. It literally is. And they're, and they're like, you can't watch Fifty Shades unless you're watching it with other people. Yup. But it's so awkward because you're like nipples and you're like. Guys, we have to normalize like going to the movie theaters like alone. Why? I don't, I I I love I love doing that. I thought people who did that were creepy. Were creepy men. Creepy men. Well. Yeah. 
here we are. <laughs> I'm just like doing it because I can't, I'm no one, like I can bring my own snacks. I literally just pay. But my, I like talking. I know. <laughs> Hence the podcast. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. <laughs> I just like talking. <laughs> so the first film that we covered was in early February. Something borrowed. Yeah. So, Harry, did you think this film was more about like? how like childhood friendships don't really mesh into adulthood yeah I, I mean that's so. kind of what this was about mm-hmm. but at the same in time it was also way. it was also kind of more about like how resentful she was about mm-hmm. how controlling the other one was well I think it's just more like Rachel and Darcy's relationship I do think those two dude but... anytime I hear Rachel all I can think of is Rachel I can't <laughs> and she was like oh leave leave her for yeah. me after like talking to all this game and he's just like no Dude, that guy. My family's gonna he buy He has to be a nepotism baby, bro. Bro, his dad's rich. What you mean he has to be? He is. I'm talking about... Not Dex. I'm talking about the guy who plays Dex. Oh. Even better. <laughs> I just... I Get out of here, fake Tom Cruise. Literally. But yeah, I do, I do feel like it's one of those, like, we're growing apart kind of thing, but there are also some other things that kind of make us grow apart. But yeah. that... I just think it's crazy that Rachel had to, like, graduate high school, graduate college, graduate law school, and then five years after that realize that, like, maybe Darcy isn't the greatest friend. Yeah, it's also more like, like, y'all really believed everything Darcy told you. Yeah, she did not get into Notre Dame. Well, I think because, like, she trusted Darcy, you know? And there are some things that we probably don't know about that relationship, you know? Yeah. And I think it's more... I felt more heartbroken about those two than I ever did feel about Dex. Ooh. Like, it just broke my heart. So speaking of which, um, everyone loves Ethan, right? Mm-hmm. And you don't, you don't. Yeah. Like, why? I just think he's, he's such a shitty guy to Claire. How is he Claire is the only... Claire's, be, Claire's being stupid, the whole... I know, I get it, but, like, Claire is the only person who gets, like, the shit end of the stick. He's the voice of reason. He told Claire not to do this. Yeah, but I think it's just more, like, Ethan, like, everybody likes... Even in the comments, everyone's like, ooh, Ethan, Ethan. But I'm like, Ethan is also a shitty person. No, he's not. Yes, he is. How? And then for what, to, like... three things he did was shitty. Shitty to Claire. In general. And lied to Claire, for one. What do you lie to Claire about? He told her that he was gay. Okay, that doesn't count. That does count. Claire should have taken the hint. He obviously wasn't into her. Well, he should have manned up and told her. And be like, hey, like... He literally had sex with her, so of course It was was a one-night thing. Well, he should have made that known, you know, instead of having her guess. And he went on the dance floor with her. If he doesn't like her, why was he going on the dance floor with her? He went on the dance floor with her to make her happy. I, I do the same for you. But you like me. That's different. Oh my god, Christian. Don't don't put us between them. Just say you like John Krasinski. I do, but he's not the bad guy. Do you have a favorite scene in this film, Christian? Um, probably the scene at the end where Ethan's in London. And you say, Ethan! <laughs> Ethan! And he's just like, walks off. And uh, what's her name? Rachel, not Rachel, what's her name is like going after him. Yeah. With a whole kid. I well, she was pregnant. Yeah. You know what I meant. I think my favorite scene is probably when Darcy's like, "Did you break your vagina?" <laughs> Rachel is like, "No, I did not break my vagina." I think that was really. Funny. I felt like you liked the salt and pepper dancing. I thought it was cute. Also, fun fact about that: Kate Hudson and Jennifer Goblin, they were like, "Oh, if this this is stupid, like please cut this out of the movie." 
But then, like, also they bonded right away, and I can totally tell. But you know what I mean? Like, their their um their chemistry is pretty good, right? Yeah, their chemistry was pretty good. What did you think of the confrontation scene? Because uh, we knew it was coming. Well, I don't know. I mean, the confrontation scene about like when like Darcy found out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was kind of. I thought it was more like, that's how you find out. You know, mm-hmm. like you just see the the coat. I don't know. It's kind of what. I'm walking out of you. <laughs> that's how I like hypnotize women. I'm just like. I can't see what you're doing, so... Like, I'm doing this. <laughs> I don't know, it's more like, okay. So, like, the confrontation scene, it was more like, like, oh, that's how you find out, you know? You just see, like, uh, uh, Dex's coat, you know? Mm-hmm. Also, I hate how his name is, like, Dexter. Yeah. I thought his name was Dex the whole time. <laughs> what do you mean, Dexter? Get in the, get in the lab! <laughs> get, in the, get in your laboratory. For me, I think reading the book, I was just like, oh my god. Like, I didn't know how it was easily going to go down. And so, the way that it does go down, you're like, oh my god. W- was this book, like, a modern book? Or is it, okay, yeah. is it, like, Victorian something? And this is just, like, in the movies that's, like, adapted from it. No, it's very modern. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. The author is literally in the movie. I don't care. <laughs> but, yeah, I think the confrontation scene... I like it in a way that it's like it's very heartbreaking especially for like not only is this a breakup between Darcy and Dex but it's a breakup between Rachel and Darcy yeah, also and it's just so heartbreaking especially when like Rachel like finally coming to terms of what she has been doing and lying to her also like what's the difference like the author of War of the Worlds was in the movie with uh, Tom Cruise okay I saw the original version in my sci-fi class I made that up by the way I was about to say he, he was long dead I was about to say I think that was it the old man that got crushed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw the original version in... The original? Yeah. What do you mean? Like the 1950s one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw it in my science class. Oh, how, what'd you think? They were like, and then bacteria came. And I was like, oh, okay. That's literally what happened. I was like... <laughs> it reminded me of The Happening. Have you ever seen that? Where the aliens are allergic to water. Oh, I thought that was signs. With Nicolas Cage, right? No. Or w- wait. Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg, yeah. Never mind. Wait. I'm, I'm con- pretty sure. Now I gotta look this up because. Hold on. Because I thought that movie was. Uh... Also, I don't know why I said Nicolas Cage. It's not who that is. <laughs> Mel Gibson. Mm. Is it science? Uh. Oh, never mind. Science is just like. Like a alien invasion movie, and there's like crop circles. Mm-hmm. Never mind. I know what movie you're talking about, like with yeah. the water. Yeah. I guess it is that one. Yeah. What's it, what was it called? The Happening. The Happening. What's what? It's like Zoe Deschanel in it. Yeah, it does. And Mark Wahlberg. We should do alien movies. Oh, the, oh, the poster has text on it. What's that say? I can't read it because it's out of focus. We okay. should do an alien movie month. Okay. We'll do Aliens in the Attic. Have you seen that? It has Austin Butler in it. And there's a line where he says, it's the popo, be cool. That's what he says. And every time he gets on stage, his little Elvis accent, that's all I see. It's the popo, be cool. And I'm like, that's our Elvis, guys. <laughs> oh my god. You're funny. I like watching him do interviews. Oh yeah? Yeah, they're pretty funny. How many interviews? Because he's so, like, a lot. He's so, like, calm. And I'm like, okay... 
He's a very smooth talker. <laughs> yeah. Like caramel. Like caramel. Yeah. I love car- caramel. We're not getting into that. Yeah, we are. are. Can we move on now? Go ahead. I'm waiting on you. You're the one talking about caramel. So many people say that this film is realistic to real life because everyone is a horrible person. Do you agree with that statement? No. <laughs> This film was not realistic. Darcy would have found out like that. Yeah. Like, finger snap, like, that fast. Like, especially at the beginning when they were, like, lying about, like, where he was. He's like, oh, yeah, I was at the other guy's place watching sports. Mm. You know, like... Oh, Marcus. Yeah. Like, that didn't set off any red flags. Yeah, literally. Anyway. Probably because um, she was also cheating. It's true, but that happened later. Anyway, so, um, fun fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, literally everyone got engaged during this film. Uh, Jennifer Godwin, Kate Hudson, John Krasinski... Even the film's director, they all got engaged. However, got, uh, Godwin, Godwin or Goodwin? I think it's Goodwin. Goodwin, either way. Goodwin got married. She didn't get married. Year. Everyone else did but her. Oh, oh, yeah. sorry. My bad, yeah. Wait, what? Wait. Everyone got married. Everyone oh, got everyone. engaged. Oh, everyone got engaged. Oh, they all got engaged, but she was the only one who did get married during the didn't get married. Oh, I'm, oh. At all. That's wild. At all. <laughs> oh, 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 they broke it off? <laughs> yeah. Damn. <laughs> Oh my god. I know, that's what I said. I said... <laughs> so in the book, <laughs> uh, Rachel and Ethan are completely platonic or whatever, but I guess they thought that like the third act of the film needed more spice, which I never really got. I get, got that he might like her, but it wasn't like a... That's what I was really confused. It wasn't like was he was like, competing for her. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it wasn't like that. That's why I was saying it felt kind of out of nowhere that he was kind of like love bombing her, and I was like, oh. I don't think that's, that's the proper usage of the term love bombing. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, it just kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. It's not love bombing, though. Okay, let's, let's love bombing. Love bombing is when you, like, dump all of your, like, affection on, like, somebody all at one time. I think he did that. He was just like, yeah, I like you, but I... I that is it. not what he said. Yeah. He was professing his love to her. He was more like, yeah, I like you, but I understand that you don't want that, so I respect that. That Lo- is not Love what bombing is more like, I, I'm gonna give you the entire world, and here's all, here's all the stuff I got you. That's you, bro. <laughs> yeah. Got you this house. Slash apartment that we rent. So, Emily Griffin, the author, was very kind of involved in this film. She was in it, so... Yeah, she she was involved, and she still believes that men and women can just be friends, and that's why her characters of of Ethan and Rachel are the way that they are. But she understood what the film was going for, and I would have fought that so fucking hard. I would have been like, no, they are just friends. Nar. Why, why does she need all these men after her? You already have Marcus. You already have Dex. What does she need Ethan for? Literally. That's what I would have argued. Yeah, I don't really get it. You know? It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Also, another fun fact. The producers were worried that Colin's Eaglesfield looked a lot like Tom Cruise. He does look like Tom Cruise. Yeah, they were really worried about that. They were like, oh, well. Also, he bombed his first audition. Happens. And they were like, hey, just, you know, like... We'll give you a call back. Well, maybe. from what the article said, it said that he uh, it fell flat. They were doing the scene where uh, he says that he loves her or whatever. Happens. And it kind of fell flat. And he was doing it with, with uh, Jennifer Goblin. Oh. He was doing it with her. Oh, wow. So, yeah. And the director was like, hey, just, you know, say it how you would in real life. And then I guess he just got it. And I was just like, mm-mm. Uh-huh. They should have went for anybody else, but they said that, like, Dex's character is, like, JFK-esque kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought that was really interesting. 
Also, Jennifer Godwin hates the character Rachel, saying she makes piss-poor decisions, and it was interesting to play a character that was hard to sympathize for. Yeah. I think that's really hilarious. That is kind of funny. I think she did it really well, because I felt sorry for Rachel half the time. And I think it's just because I like Jennifer Godwin. I think you just felt sorry for Rachel because she's sad. That's true. But Jennifer Godwin is so cute. Like, she played Rachel so cute. Like, Rachel is cute. Like, she's cute. So, um... You don't think Rachel's cute? No. So, uh, where was the author of this? Uh, I mentioned. Oh, uh, remember it. Where, when where I said, when, when we were recording, and I was like, I'm pretty sure that's the author reading her next book. And I was said, I was, I was reading 85. the next book. Yeah, it's something blue, and I was like, that's oh, yeah. I'm 85 percent sure that was the author, but it was. And she kept looking at the camera, and the director kept getting mad at her and yelling at her. But she kept looking at the camera. She's like, okay, I'm sorry. That literally. I'm just curious, you though. So her to be like. But Griffin also hopes that Something Blue will be adapted in either as a movie or a limited series. I'm holding on to that hope. I, I remember after I remember after we watched this, we like looked it up and like the direct like the author keeps coming like like oh yeah it's gonna be the movie it's gonna be coming out soon you know and then it just like doesn't. I know it's so sad. Yeah, and they're like oh yeah the studio picked up the studio is like no we didn't. I'm like it's been 84 years. 84. I'm waiting. 74. I love something blue. It was alright. Alright, our next now, film. on to Saved. Sarah, did you feel saved? Do I feel saved? Yeah. In the Holy Spirit. Amen. Do you think Mary keeps her faith in the end? I don't know, maybe. I think to a certain I, extent. I think, I think yeah, yeah. kind of. I think in a way she's very more understanding especially in the situation that she's in yeah. i think she's way more understanding of like there is something good out in the universe that is bigger than all of us and i think that that creature does love all of us and that's why he made us so different and that's why we should keep these values for each other like in a in, in a sense of like let's not murder each other that kind of way or steal or like lie like that kind of thing but i think being surrounded by different people other than herself really does help her and i think in the end that does help her keep her faith Mm -hmm. that she had lost throughout the entire movie and throughout her entire pregnancy yeah what do you think Mm, i don't know i mean i like to think that she like maybe kept her faith you know Mm -hmm. at the same time she kind of saw like how like a lot of people like really are Mm -hmm. and i feel like that might have like turned her off I disagree. I digress. <laughs> What's yep. your favorite line in the film? Fuck. Shit. You can't take mine. God damn it. Dude, that show, that was so powerful. I just, that's the only one I can think of, to be honest. Mine's, uh, no more oh, muffin no. for you. The muffin shop is closed. I'm, I'm kidding. You, you can have that one as your favorite line. My favorite line is the, oh, uh, whatever, like, the cool girl and the... The prep girl or whatever. I don't remember. Hillary Faye? Hillary Faye, yeah. And Cass? And Cass. They're, like, fighting, and Cass is like, I'll, I'll, I'll knock you on your fat ass. <laughs> this is before having a fat ass was good, by yeah. the way. I think my favorite part was probably when she's like, oh, I see the Virgin Mary. <laughs> Do you think that, like, we'll ever, like, go back to, like, being, like, super skinny is, like, uh... Oh, yeah. It? I think it's starting now. Start now? Oh, yeah, when people remove their, uh, whatever that fat is on their cheek. What did you say? Buccal? Oh, bucolic. Whatever. Bucolic. (laughs) I I say bechdel. (laughs) 
Okay. Speaking of Bechdel, did this movie pass the Bechdel test? Let's find out. Saved? Yeah. It was dev. No, it didn't. Yes, it did. Half the time they're talking about the baby. Okay, no, Bechdel test is... I'm not arguing. And the baby is a girl. I'm not arguing this with you again. If it has a conversation... No, it can't have a conversation. You have to have more than one character with names that are women, and they talk to each other for more than five minutes and not talk to each other about a guy. They did not do that. I don't think there was a single conversation that lasted five minutes in this movie. Oh my gosh. You're weird. Somebody said that they wanted to see Hilary Faye-like character in Euphoria. What do you think? Hey, I have a question. What's your question? You can remove this on the podcast if you want. Yeah. But, like, does it pass the Bechdel test? Like, let's say it's a movie about, like, lesbians. And they mm-hmm. it's two women getting together and they talk about this other girl. Mm-hmm. Does that count? Yeah. Does, does that count as failing the Bechdel test? No. Why? You pass the Bechdel test... By if you fit those requirements, not if those requirements are not there. You, if you... You're pissing me off. You don't pass the Bechdel test if you have two women talking about a guy. Yeah. Okay, so if it's two women... Well, it depends on who how are attracted you... to women talking about another woman. Yeah. Does that also fail? Well, it's more like... It's, it's like, the Bechdel test is more like, there's women, and are these women important? The Bechdel test is when women... <laughs> So it doesn't matter if they're, like, gay or not. I'm, I'm gonna look this up. You're so dumb, and it pisses me off. I'm dumb? <laughs> yeah, low-key. I did a whole presentation on this. I know the rules. I think you were wrong. How am I wrong? That explains why you got a C on that presentation. Shut the fuck up. Okay. <laughs> Ooh. You're funny. Thank you. You gonna keep going? No, because you're looking something up. I'm researching the Bechdel test. Oh my god. So somebody on TikTok said that okay. they want a Hillary Faye-like character in Euphoria. What do you think? No. <laughs> also, that was technically like Cassie until season two. LMAO. So. Uh, no, it was not. Okay, here it is. Uh, uh, she only goes to... Uh, right, so it only, if only if it satisf- satisfies the following requirements. The movie has to have at least two women in it. Okay. Named roles. Who talk to each other okay. about something other than a man. Okay. Okay. Yes. This movie fails the Bechdel test. How does the movie fail the Bechdel test? Because you have, like, what's the main character and okay. her mom are talking about the pastor and about the guy that the main character slept with. They talk about other things, too. But they do it. Yeah, that doesn't mean they don't pass the Bechdel test just because they do those things. The bar is set really, really low, Christian. Oh, my God. You're an anti-feminist. Oh, so my God. How could you? Do you think this film touches on religious trauma? Yes. <laughs> Director of this movie had some pent-up aggression, bro. Yeah, but do you think it kind of helps in a way? Because for me, this is like a huge comfort movie. Yeah. Only because like half the time what's being portrayed in a religion is ridiculous but true at the same time. Yeah. What do you think? Well, I get it. Do you have religious trauma? Yes. Christian's Mormon. Ooh. Got him. <laughs> I was raised Southern Baptist. Ooh. So you know Christian has way heavier religious trauma than me. <laughs> what are you talking about, bro? Okay, now now finish the sentence. You grew up Southern Baptist and And what? That wasn't anything else. You grew up in Black Church. Yeah, we were Southern Baptists. I think there's a noticeable difference in like white people, Southern <laughs> white Baptist. White people church and black people. 
gospel church. I'm dead. The first time my grandpa spoke in tongues, it scared Christian. It didn't scare me. I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I thought I was just wasn't, like, it, it, like... It's like, imagine if you go to, like, a different country and... I was so excited to see your reaction to that. And they speak... We were all waiting. We all looked over at you. Everyone in the pew just, like... It's like, you go to, like, a different country and they're not speaking English, right? Mm -hmm. And you're just like, okay. Like, you have no idea what's being said. Okay. And I'm just like, alright. Neither does anybody else. These are words. Neither does anybody else. I'm like, like, what am I supposed to be hearing right now? You're supposed to be hearing anything. Like, it was all just, like... Like, you know that, uh, it, just imagine, like, there's, like, a wall filled with, like, outlets, mm-hmm. and, like, I have all the plugs, and I'm just like, okay, uh, <laughs> plug, plug, okay, plug, plug, I was like, what am I supposed to be doing right now, you know? Did you know that Anne Hathaway was supposed to play Hillary Frey? I did not know that. Dropped out at the last minute. I'm just, like, thinking to myself how crazy... We were this close! That would have been to see Anne Hathaway as Hillary Frey. It was almost perfect. Oh, my gosh. Also, in the original script, Hillary Faye is supposed to masturbate while watching Cass and her brother make out to show that she was human and had desires, too. But really, it's just further proof that Hillary Faye had a crush on Cassandra. Oh, my God. You don't think so? No, when you told me that, like, Anne Hathaway was supposed to be in this movie, this is the very first thing that, like, come, came to mind. But... We were on the verge of greatness. We were this close. Oh, my God. I don't know. At the same time, it would have been nice to see, but I can't see... I can't see anybody but Mandy Moore playing Hillary Faye, though. Oh, yeah. Like, that's that's her role. Like, I can't imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. So McKelly Colkin was sent a wheelchair four months in advance to practice and even shadowed a person who was in a wheelchair and was told to shift in his seat every ten minutes so it could make it look realistic as possible. What do you think about that? Mm, I mean, I get that. Same time, just don't move your legs. No. Oh my god, Christian, you're an asshole. Right, I got it. So Jenna Malone got herself saved three times just to see what it was like. Like, baptized? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> seems seems extra, to be honest. Yeah, it seems like a lot of the cast, from what I did, like, could find, is that they all had a really good time, yeah. like, doing this film. And it only took them, like, 28 days to film. That is... This only took 28 days. I know that filming takes, like, surprisingly, like, less time than you would think. Mm-hmm. But, like, really? Mm-hmm. I guess... And they were all very surprised, like, how well it was received as well. Like, they were like, oh, okay. We thought it was just a cute little passion project. <laughs> yeah. Starring a guy who will eventually be in Marvel movies. Uh, anyway, so... Yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's just wild. I'm still, like, caught up on the whole, like, oh, we were supposed to, like, have a scene of, like, Hillary Faye masturbating. Dude, that shit had me rolling. They uh, even filmed it, Christian, but it was the first scene to get cut. I, I bet it was. I bet it was the first scene to get cut. Because the director was saying that, like, oh, you don't really see anything, it's just her looking out the window, and you kind of see her hand go out of frame, and you're like, okay. That's gross. That's what I'm also her also that that's gross on its own and then also her brother. Yeah, literally. That's some uh that's something to talk about in the therapy session. Literally. So moving on to our third film of this month, Fifty Shades Darker. Sahara, 
What'd you take in this movie? What did we rate this movie? Mm, I think we both gave it like a two or a three. I gave it a two, I think. <laughs> this movie was terrible. It was worse than the first one. <laughs> and, and you know, and like the first movie was our was our very first Puff Puff Pass, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's, and it still holds that ranking. It set the tone. It <laughs> set the tone. So remember uh, when we said that we wonder like, oh, if Dakota and Jamie like get along like off camera, like mm-hmm. in an interview or whatever. Well, in an interview, Dakota says that the two were kind of, like, forced to be friends. Um, do you think that that comes off well? Like... In the film? I, when I feel like... I When I hear the term, like, forced to be friends, I think, like, they didn't want to be around each other, but they kind of, like, had to, like, interact all the time. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think? I don't know. It just kind of makes me sad. I think especially in the first film, it was kind of, like, uh, And I think in this one, I think they're a little bit more comfortable around each other what are you waiting for especially in like sex scenes i can tell that they really kind of like have that mutual trust and i feel like it's because they trauma bond over the films like they're both traumatized what they both had to do so they're just like besties now have they been in a whole lot of other films together in general yeah what was jamie in Mm -hmm. oh my god um do I look I forget, like I, I forget. Irish films? I forget he's Irish, yeah. dude. He's also 40. I'm a 40-year-old magician. <laughs> I'm a 40-year-old magician! <laughs> oh my god. He has two older sisters, Lisa, who works for Disney in London, and Jessica, a fashion designer based in Falmouth, Cornwall. Look at her. Oh my god. I'd be embarrassed if I saw my brother doing that shit. I'd be like, his, his grandparents on both sides of his family were Methodist lay preachers. Yeah, I'd be hella embarrassed. I'd be like, Jamie. 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 I forgot him and Kira Knightley were together. They were? That's wild. Oh. Sometimes I forget Kira Knightley exists. We need another period piece. They met at an Asprey photo shoot after being together for two years. Into, they split up in 2005. In 2010, Dornan met English actress and singer-songwriter Amelia Emil- Warner. They became engaged in 2012 and married in 2013. They have three daughters. Good for them. Could you watch your dad? Mm-mm. That's nasty. And nasty. Oh my god. What do you think the lesson of the film was? Don't do that. What is the most significant takeaway of this film besides it, boring? It's don't do that. Don't do what? Oh my god. Also, he was one of those, like, model-turned-actors, if that oh, makes nice. sense. So sa- same with, like, What's-Her-Name, who was in a... What was that one? Like, it was uh, the first uh, Suicide Squad she played Enchantress. Oh, um, I know exactly what you're talking you about. You know. Yeah, her. Cara can, Delevingne. Yeah, Cara Delevingne. She kind of stayed in 2012 or 2016. That's because she's on drugs now. Did you Have you seen her video where she's, like, all over the place? That's sad. I'm a chronic addict. <laughs> did you even listen to my question? <laughs> you're like, oh, is that sad? And I was like, sorry. What did you think of, what do you think the lesson of the film was? Oh, I said, oh I, oh, I said, don't do that. Christian! Like, the lesson of the film was don't make this film. Don't make this film at all? Literally. Because I'm still trying to wrap my hand around, like, It's thanks to Fifty Shades I graduated college, by the way, and that's not even an exaggeration. Like, that was, like, one of my final projects. <laughs> I'll post it on Twitter if y'all want to read it. Oh, my God. Also, I, he was in another movie I watched. What? Uh, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> I'll tell you. It was uh, Se- The Siege of Jadoville. I saw him in, uh, what's... Uh, Barb and Star go to the Vista de la Mar or something like that. Or Vista de la Cruz or something. I have no idea. I saw him in that movie. He was an Anthropoid, which I kind of want to see, but also don't want to see. Uh, 
What else is he in? He was in. Do 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 Oh yeah, Vista de, Vista Del Mar. Yeah. Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Yeah, I still yeah. have a movie. Yeah, uh, he was also in. Uh, oh my god, he was in Belfast. Okay. The movie that like just came out. Well, it came out like two years ago. Yeah, you know who else is in there? Jamie. Jamie. Betty isn't there, even though he's Scottish. No, I'm talking about what's her face, Claire. Oh, Claire. Claire. Okay, my bad. The person who's British, even better. Everyone loves Brits in Ireland. They've got along so well. We should finish Outlander. We got to the second season where they're in France, and I'm like, what do you mean they're not in Scotland anymore? <laughs> oh, uh, Sahara. Sing- no, I think we're on the third season because they have Brianna. There's like seven seasons. Yeah, we're on the fourth. Oh, there's six or six. I think we're on the fourth season because her and Brianna are trying to get back. And I think they're they have the American Revolution sprinkled in there somehow, and I'm like, Jamie. Like, sh- damn, what happened to Ireland bro- or Scotland? I said Ireland. Oh my god. What happened to Scotland? Scotland. 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 Remember when she meets that other girl who had also been transported? Yeah. Do you remember when she tries to stop her, but she's like, oh, too late. <laughs> what do you mean? Because remember when she goes back. And her, she meets, she runs into her, and she sees that she's about to go through, so she tries to stop her, because she knows she's gonna die. Oh, yeah. But she goes anyway, so. Oh, my God. And she's like, great. Great. I was so sad when she died. They let her have her baby, though. Yeah. Yeah. That's... I hate how Claire's able to, like, get away with a lot of things. Oh my god, season two is kind of like wild at the end there. Did we finish I'm, I'm reading the Wikipedia page for Outlander right now. <laughs> Before the Battle of Culloden, Jamie... Guys, we promise we're sober. Like, we're not, we're not even high. Jamie convinces Claire, pregnant again, to return to the 20th century. Jamie decides to die fighting at Culloden with his clan. Back in her own century, oh, yeah, Claire, Claire tells Frank about her time travel. Mm-hmm. He asks her to forget Jamie and let him raise her child as his own. Mm-hmm. 20 years later, Frank has died in a car accident. I thought he died of cancer. He I pr- liked Frank. I mean, he probably had cancer. I can- felt so bad for Frank. There's bro. a chance he had cancer when he got into the car accident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he died of cancer. Sorry, I, died. I thought the car accident killed him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm not bad. saying it didn't help, though. <laughs> Claire takes her 20-year-old daughter, Brianna, to Scotland. Claire discovers that Jamie did not die at Culloden and vows to return to him. Oh, yeah, and her mom thinks she was cheating. I'm like, bitch, this is way more complicated than you ever imagined. Yeah. That's wild. Oh, my God. That's... Yeah, they end up in the United States. Yeah, I know, like, during the American Revolution. Plantation? (laughs) Slaves? (laughs) Oh my god. I'm not even joking. Those are like the words that are like popping out right now. Are you ready to move on? What the fuck? Are you ready to move on? Reading and, um, yeah, we can go on. I'll, I'll just show you that later. Show me now. No. What is it? Fine. You'll cut it. I'm uh, reading under season five. It, oh, like, they were like, let's up the stakes even more. Even more. Even more. Maybe that's why I don't want to watch it. There's too much rape. 
Yeah. I'm like, why? Jamie. Honestly, them being in France and in the French court, like, that was really fun. Especially that lady who had, like, her nips out. So I was like, we should do that again. <laughs> we should just... I would love to show off my favorite breast. My favorite breast is, like, amazing. Oh, my God. You don't think so? I think yours are amazing. Thank you. Muffin time is over. So, apparently in the book, there's a whole vanilla ice cream sex scene, but they couldn't do do it in the film because of time constraint. But that's why they make us pay attention to the Ben and Jerry ice cream so much, because it's a nod to that. Mm-hmm. Which I think is so wild. Yeah. Because I'm like, I still don't know if Ben and Jerry sells just vanilla ice cream by the pint. Huh. I like vanilla ice cream. That's not what I asked you. <laughs> Sorry, ask me again? No. No. Fun fact, both Dakota and Jamie don't like filming sex scenes, but the easiest scene to do was to flip Dakota over with the spread bar. But the hardest scene for Dakota was to do the elevator scene. By the way, to answer your question from earlier, um, I think they should have done the scene with the ice cream. Yeah? They should have. Why not? What do you have to lose? They want us to read it, though. I don't care. So E.L. James was on set at all times. She even had her own little place in producer's village and made sure she was on set every day. Okay, here's my take. Okay, while I do think that you need to, like, kind of, like, follow the book mm-hmm. and sometimes make changes as needed, um, I, f- I feel like we shouldn't have them, like, on set all the time, mm-hmm. you know? I feel like they would just, like, interfere. Oh, yeah. I think she kind of did. She was kind of like, oh, she didn't say that in the book. I don't care. We don't care. Oh, that doesn't go well there. And then they'd be like, that doesn't really fit for the movie. And she'd be like, okay. Mm. But I guess she got into it with the other director, so James Foley kind of made sure that they that he got to know her and was like, made sure that they were on good terms when pulling the movie forward. Yeah. I just think that's really funny that she kind of got into it. Because I understand, like, that's... You wrote that, like, that's your baby. But, like, at the same time, it's like, you kind of relinquish this to make it a good film, you know? Yeah. I'd be very hesitant to, like, make sure, like, my book was... If it was going to get adapted into, like a movie or a series, I'd be like, hey, like, this is, like, my pride and joy here, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. All right, on to Magic Mike, our last film. By we, the way, we went and saw the new Magic Mike we in theaters the other day. Like, in theaters. Back to back, we saw Magic Mike, my Magic Mike XXL, and Magic Mike Yeah, we watched, we, we, we re-watched a Magic Mike mm-hmm. on Saturday for the podcast, mm-hmm. And then for Shits and Giggles, we watched Magic Mike XXL. And then on Sunday, uh, we went and watched the... Last Dance. The Last Dance, mm-hmm. the new one. It's it, it's it's about the same quality as the other movies, so... Don't, oh my god, Christian. So don't be so like... So which one was the best? The last one. You really liked the last okay, one? Okay, it was the first one. The first I like the second one more. I think... I loved the second one! Okay. I wish they stopped it there. Like, the second one was what I was expecting for the first one. And I really enjoyed... I really, really, really enjoyed it. I loved, loved, loved the second one. It was funny. It was very sexy. And there was black people in it. So... Mm -hmm. More fun for us. I thought the third one was really boring. And we got this weird voice, child voiceover. That was that kid. Yeah, and you were just like... Okay... And, like, they're trying to make it, like, I don't know. It just wasn't as good, and I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Like, it was completely, like, the tone of the last one was very different than the rest of the tones of the others. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay. No, but, like, 
I don't know. I mean, so with these movies, like, what did what do you like about them? You know, it's just fun, hunky looking guys getting all sweaty. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, since we've seen the whole trilogy, mm-hmm. what was your biggest takeaway? That the sex industry is a lot darker than anybody has ever could realize. Like, once you're in it, you're in it kind of thing. Like, if you know, you know. Like, that kind of thing. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say that there... It's, like, at least for Mike, it isn't, wasn't, like, super dark. He just kind of... I was kind of thinking it from Adam's perspective, but I do think that with the story of, like... Adam's Sean. Yeah. But, like, the story of, like, Mike, like, it's really this guy who's in this endless cycle, you know? Like, even in the third film, he still doesn't have what he set out to do in the first film. Yeah. He just so happens to run into a rich lady. <laughs> and they're not even rich by the end of it. Literally. Happens. So, did you know that it was, like, a lot harder for Channing Tatum to, like, get into shape for, like, the last dance, the yeah. last movie? Yeah, because I wrote this down. What? Because I wrote it down. Yeah. Why was it harder? I don't know. I think because he's just getting older. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of more, like, restrict regiment, you know? Like, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. I get it, though. Fun fact, some of the kings of Tampa were reserved to taking the part of a sex worker. Who are, who are the kings of Tampa for the audience? We got Tito, Ken, Well, like, oh, explain them. Like, who are they? They're the male strippers. Yeah, okay. Everyone knows who the kings of Tampa are. Well, if someone hasn't seen the movie, though. Why would they watch Sober Thoughts? Okay, my God. <laughs> but anyway, they said that taking their clothes off in front of the room of people is terrifying. Is it Christian? Kinda. You've been making fun of me. It's funny. <laughs> you be like I take off my shirt and you're like, ooh, and I'm like, okay, I'm putting my shirt back on. Matthew McConaughey didn't have to strip. And he didn't want to. But Soderbergh was like, Hey, you can if you'd like. So he did. He's like he's like, <laughs> I'll regret it if I don't. <laughs> no. What a wild man. Yeah. What a wild, wild man. Mm-hmm. Did you know he got arrested for, like, banging bongos in front Matthew of McConaughey? His, yeah, of naked. Makes sense. Sounds like Matthew McConaughey. Which, I mean, he kind of does that in this film. It's probably during this film. <laughs> so, remember when we pointed out that Dallas's thong gets ripped off like we originally thought? Yeah. Well, actually doesn't. Like, the extras were kind of ripping it off. Oh. Yeah. Not by accident. I think they were trying to tip him, like, get the money between the like that little bit of like around his waist yeah and they said that the extras were always like enthusiastic like extras aren't like required to come back the next day but all of them would (laughs) and i bet they would (laughs) and he said they were very just enthusiastic so but he kept going he kept going anything for the star but mcconaughey got to keep the thong and the rattlesnake one as a souvenir that's cool he said that nobody should get to have it after he worn it, so... And I think that's pretty valid. Valid. Everyone was shocked to find out how well audiences and critics alike enjoyed the film, even though the odds were against him. It was really hard for them to get this film greenlit, and it was hard for somebody to, like, pick it up. And also, a lot of people didn't expect a lot of women and, like, gay men to go see that. Who else was your target audience? Though? Well, I don't think they were real. Well, they made it seem like that's who it was for. Yeah. But I think the target audience is you, babe. 
Me? As straight white men. I guess. I feel like I'm not the target audience, to be honest. Why? I feel like it's not targeted towards me. I feel like it's pretty nitty-gritty. I mean, the entire movie talks about, like, how, like, what they do is to get, like, mm-hmm. like, uh, like, older women, like, into the club, you know? Yeah. I'm, I don't know. I'm just, I just feel like it wasn't targeted towards me. I feel specifically. Like Especially the first film. The second one was for me. The third film, I'm not sure who that was for. Oh, my God. Alright, Christian, how would you rate this month? Hmm, I would say... A puff puff pass or a puff puff smash? I'd say it was a puff puff pass. Only downside was Fifty Shades. Maybe a smash? A smash, sorry. Yeah, it was a smash. Only downside Fifty Shades. How would you rate this month? I'd give it a six. I'd give it a six. That, that's fair. That's yeah, fair. It is. It was a pretty good month. Alright, a dream brunt rotation from one person from each movie. I'm going to go with Ethan from Something Borrowed. Okay. Um, Cass from Saved. Okay. Um, who do I want to do from Fifty Shades? Uh, I'll do... I'll do Christian. <laughs> Just because, I guess. No reason. And then for Magic Mike? I'll do Dallas. I should have said Magical Michael. I'll, I'll do Dallas. <laughs> okay. Okay, for me, from Something Borrowed, I would give the entire weekend where everybody was out of the city. Yeah. I would I would take that. Um, in Saved, I would definitely get the Jesus vision that Mary had. Uh-huh. And then in Fifty Shades of Grey, the exploding helicopter with the um, scenic... Uh, view of Mount St. Helen. Yeah. And then in Magic Mike, I would want the thongs. And that's my dream blower. Just the thongs? Just the thongs. Oh my god. Used and sweaty. Used and sweaty. Alright guys, that was our February. You can listen to all of those episodes. They are all out to recap. If you have no idea what we're talking about, you can then come back here. Mm Mm-hmm. But Christian, what month is our theme next next month? Our it's theme. March. <laughs> <laughs> our theme next month is I forgot and you're gonna have to remind me. Actually? <laughs> yeah. It's mystery month. Oh yeah, because okay, I was like I was like, okay, I know clues in there, but what the fuck is clue? <laughs> I was like, it's not comedy, we already did comedy. Oh my it's, god. Uh, it's Mystery March. We will be diving into some hardcore mysteries. And what is our movie? I say that, but we're doing Knives Out as our first film. Yeah. <laughs> you, you get a little bonus for what the movie after that is. But we're doing Knives Out first. Yeah, we will be doing Knives Out. Are you excited? Yep. Are you been looking forward to this month for a long time? Mm-hmm. Are you excited that we finally got here? Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. I'm very excited. I love this. I'm going to love this month. Oh, goodness. So stay tuned for that. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you have your podcast. Me and Christian are the couple that are smoking in the background. You can find us on Twitter at Puffpats Podcast. And if you would like to participate in Sober Thoughts, just to tell us your thoughts on any of these films, you can email us at puffpuffpodcast 
gmail.com. We post new episodes every midnight on Sunday. Every midnight. Oh my god, I cannot talk today. Every week on Sunday at midnight and sober thoughts at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we hope you guys also enjoyed your February and we hope your March is even better. Disclaimer, we might be a little late on our March episodes because we will be moving, but But Well we'll see how it goes. Christian's have a bye. Goodbye everybody. Tell we hope you. to see you next week when we cover Knives Out. Bye. <laughs>